Section 49 of Riverdale Stories. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Riverdale Stories by Oliver Optic. The Do Somethings, Chapter 4. Scholars, said Mr. Swan, when the school had assembled in the afternoon, I intend to devote the remainder of the day to spelling. This is a very important exercise, and I shall give more time to it during this term than ever before. Shall we spell on sides? asked George Howard, raising his hand first. You will not, replied Mr. Swan. There was a queer smile upon the teacher's face when George asked this question. He shook his head, too, as if to reprove the boy for making the inquiry. You will spell down, added the teacher. You will all take your places in line around the room. When a scholar misses, he will take his seat. Of course, those who remain up the longest will have made a reputation for good spelling. To make the exercise more interesting and exciting, I intend to give a valuable present to the one who holds out the longest. What will it be? asked George. I do not propose to tell you yet. I have a list of the articles in this sealed envelope. The value of the present is about three dollars. If the one who wins the prize prefers some other gift, he may have anything he likes which is of the value of three dollars. I think that is fair. Now we will commence. Take your places. Mr. Swan put out words for two hours, at the end of which time there were only six scholars standing, all the others having missed and gone to their seats. Robert Grover was one of the six, and for half an hour longer the contest was continued till only Robert and one of the girls remained. The school was very still, and all were watching with intense interest the progress of the game between these two good scholars. Annual was the last word put out. A-N-U-A-L spelled the girl. The next, said Mr. Swan, and the girl took her seat, while Robert spelled the word correctly. She, who had missed this word, was one of the best spellers in the class, and if the committee had been there, they might have wondered why she missed so easy a word. Robert was the victor, but no one was very much surprised at this, for he was a good speller. He had often held out to the last in similar exercises, though the girl who took her seat on the last word was fully his equal. Robert Grover, you have done well. You have won the prize, and it will give me great pleasure to present it to you. It consists of a set of books used by the first class, though, as I said before, if you prefer some other gift, you are at liberty to choose for yourself. Thank you, sir, but I think I will take the set of books. As you please. You have just been promoted to the first class, and I dare say they will be very useful to you. Mr. Swan took the books from his desk and gave them to Robert, and in a few minutes more the school was dismissed. Well, fellows, what do you think of that? said George Howard, as the boys were walking towards home. It was well done, George, but don't you suppose Robert suspects what it was all for? replied Edward. Not a bit of it. Why should he think anything? I don't know, 
but so many of us knew all about it that I was almost afraid Robert would find it out. Not more than half a dozen of the scholars understood what it was for, replied George. Are the do-somethings to pay for the books? No. Mr. Swan said he was glad of the chance to give the books himself. He wouldn't let me say a word to the do-somethings about the money. I think we got through with it nicely. Wasn't you afraid Robert himself would miss? I was a little afraid. I was. I trembled for him a dozen times. If he had missed, it would have spoiled it all. But Mr. Swan wouldn't have let him fail, you see. How did he like the plan? First rate. I think he will scold me for asking questions when I knew all about it just as well as he did. He will say it was needless deception. Though the treasury of the do-somethings did not suffer by this splendid operation, it was affected by the members of that energetic and useful society. Only six of the best spellers in the school had been informed of the plot, and the girl who failed on annual knew how to spell it as well as she knew how to spell her own name. She and several other scholars had missed on purpose. Robert went into the first class, making no further objections to his promotion. The scholars, who had been entrusted with the secret of the plot to supply him with books, kept the matter so closely to themselves that he never found it out. I might tell of a great many other good things which the do-somethings did, but I have not the space to spare. They followed up the work very faithfully during the winter, and I am sure they saved a great many people from suffering. The rich men of Riverdale were very willing to give money to the society when they saw how well it was expended and what an amount of good the do-somethings were doing. Their treasury, therefore, was never empty. But I am sorry to say that a few of the boys and girls who had begun the work very earnestly in December soon became weary in well-doing. The boys preferred to skate and coast to dragging wood and provisions about the village, and the girls stayed away from the meetings. There were very few, however, who turned back after putting their hands to the plow. Those who were faithful to the end had plenty of time to play, and when they did play, they played in earnest, just as they worked. I am sure they were a great deal wiser and better and happier for the thought and the labor they had bestowed upon the needy and suffering. Their good works also helped them to form good habits. As children, they learned to think of the poor. And when they became men and women, they will not be likely to forget them. At least, I hope they will not. End of Section 49 End of Riverdale Stories by Oliver Optic Recording by Scarlet Louisiana.